Our Old Testament reading for Holy Thursday is from Exodus chapter 24. Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the just decrees. And all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. He rose early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and twelve pillars, according to the twelve tribes of Israel. And he sent young men of the people of Israel, who offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen to the Lord. And Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins, and half of the blood he threw against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people. And they said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do, and we will be obedient. And Moses took the blood and threw it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. Then Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel went up, and they saw the God of Israel. There was under his feet, as it were, a pavement of sapphire stone, like the very heaven for clearness. And he did not lay his hand on the chief men of the people of Israel. They beheld God and ate and drank. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle today is from the second book of Corinthians, second letter of Corinthians of Paul. I must go on boasting. Though there is nothing to be gained by it, I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast. But on my own behalf, I will not boast, except of my weaknesses. Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool, for I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it, so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. So, to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. This is the word of the Lord. And now, the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 26th chapter. Now, on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. 
I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve. And as they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say to him one after the other, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, You have said so. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took bread. And after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit who gives and who strengthens our faith. The words for our sermon this evening are from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians chapter 12, which we have just read. St. Paul's situation was desperate, bleak, and unrelenting. Paul called it a thorn in his flesh, and he also called it a messenger of Satan to harass him. It bothered Paul so much, he tells us, that he was beyond praying. He was pleading with God to have it leave him. And Paul did this not once, not twice, but three times. Not just praying, but pleading with God. I picture it this way. In these three points in time, Paul is so emotionally wrapped up in the situation that Paul falls to the ground face down, spread out, and fist pounding the ground as he pleads with the Lord to take this thorn from his side. We would liken Paul's situation to that of our own today. A messenger of Satan to harass us? Certainly the coronavirus is all of that, as it is in this world bringing death to so many because we live in a sinful world. A thorn in the flesh? Absolutely. As this virus is so widespread that I think most, if not all of us, will personally be affected by it before we claim victory over it. Yes, Paul's plight is similar to our own. And pleading with God about it is certainly a reasonable thing to do. And if this virus does hit us personally, 
face down, fist pounding the ground, pleading with God, is not a stretch of the imagination. And then, after all this pleading, again, the scripture says, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, but, but, that word in scripture, that means the answer for Paul is no. No, Paul, your thorn will remain. And Satan will be allowed to continue to harass you. Even though I love you, Paul, the answer is no. Again, concerning these days, our situation is similar to Paul's. As we plead with God for these days to be over, his answer most certainly right now is no, or at least not yet. More people will be infected. More people will suffer. More people will die. And this happens despite, despite our pleading. And as this three-day holy day period begins, it hits home even more. We can't even be in church together. We can't be together for Holy Communion. We can't sing together. We can't confess our faith together. We indeed are suffering. But my friends, no, not yet, is not our Lord's complete answer. Our Lord's complete answer to Paul is this. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. In these days, when one of our Lord's gift to his church in Holy Communion is taken away from us, he says to us, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Here, one of our Lord's means of grace is taken away, yet he wants us to know my grace is still sufficient for you. No, we cannot receive the means of grace through Holy Communion tonight or on Sunday. But the truth remains. God says, my grace is sufficient for you. During this time when our Lord is absolutely saying no and not yet to us, my friends know this. Every time our Lord says no and or not yet, he brings with that answer also the words, my grace is sufficient for you. Know that. Trust that. And remember his reasoning as well. For my power is made perfect in weakness. We will likely not fully understand the wisdom of God in these days. At least not yet. 
And so we must live by our faith in God and also live in our faith in God. And sometimes, sometimes, when our pleading is greatest, whether it's pleading with God concerning the virus or pleading with God concerning cancer or depression or addiction or financial difficulties or broken relationships or the reality of death itself, sometimes simply remember these words of our Lord. My grace is sufficient for you. And remember his reasoning, for my power is made perfect in weakness. We simply won't understand it all. We can't. It's God's wisdom, not ours. And so, since one means of grace in the Lord's Supper is not available to us this weekend. Let me speak a bit about the means of his grace that are available to you. One of those other means of grace is the sacrament of baptism. In Luther's small catechism, we confess this. What benefits does baptism give? It works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this as the words and promises of God declare. And we also confess this. What does such baptizing with water indicate? It indicates that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance, be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. And here, just like I often do with you related to the words of Scripture, I want you to look closely at the grammar we specifically use in our confession regarding baptism. It works forgiveness of sins. Not worked, but works. Not past tense, but present tense. And then also this, the old Adam in us should by daily repentance be drowned and that a new man should daily emerge Again, my friends, not past tense, but present tense. And so we don't say, I was baptized, but we say, I am baptized. My friends in Christ, this grace of the waters of your baptism is available to you today and available to you in all your days. It is Christ's grace placed upon, upon you, and yes, it is sufficient for you. And then also, please remember the words 
of Christ recorded in the Gospel of John. Let me find that for you now. John chapter 20, verses 19 through 23, God's word says this. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. And if you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. And so, because the means of grace are given through his word and through the office of the holy ministry, have these words, my friends, these words of comfort as a, resp as a response to the confession of your sins. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead, and by the command of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Yes, dear friends, His grace, His grace is available to us in these days of shelter in place and in all our days and in all situations. In all these days, in all these situations, his grace is indeed sufficient for you. To our God, who gives us sufficient and unending grace, we give all glory, honor, praise, and thanks. Amen.